Welcome to another edition of Perspectives from Rothschild Co. My name is Laura Kinlan, and for today's edition, I'm joined by Laurent Gagneva, CEO of Rothschild Co. Bank AG. Welcome to Perspectives, Laurent. This is actually the last recording of the year for our In Conversation With series, and I thought there would be no more appropriate guest to wrap up a rather eventful year and perhaps give a glimpse of what's to come in 2024. So thank you for taking the time and uh, joining us today. Thank you, Laura. We always love to start with a little bit of background and every CEO has a starting point in their career. So let's take a moment to go back and discuss your alma mater, the EHL, the École Hôtelière de Lausanne, an institution with which Rothschild Co. Switzerland still maintains strong ties. How has this degree set you up for your subsequent journey? It's a hotel that I, I mean, it's a hotel school that I have a, you know, very fond memories of. Um, I think it's a um, hotel school that is known in a certain way, but also not so known. So often when I say that I did uh, Ecole Hotelier in Lausanne, people say, but how did you end up in, in finance? And I think that um, it gave me um, really a sense of uh, servicing uh, our, our customers, uh, you know, building a relationship with them. Uh, going the the extra mile for every uh, every customer. I enjoyed working in hotels because you would see a client uh, for you know three four five days uh, in a row, uh, and so you could also build a, a very strong uh, relationship with uh, with them. So I think that uh, us bankers uh, can really learn a lot from uh, from the uh, hotel management. Uh, school and and the hotel industry in in general because at the end of the day often you know we service the same clients between a bank and a, and a, and a resort um, so I wish we would do more together and uh, personally as you said I'm very happy that we have built now relationship with with them in Switzerland and we hire probably you know five six uh, people from that school every year and. Uh, we have yet to be disappointed by uh, by an intern or, or an employee. So how did banking come about? Well, I think that uh, one of the reasons is probably uh, family, uh, because my grandfather was a banker, uh, my father was a banker, so I guess it was somewhere in... Uh, in, in my uh, in my blood and uh, after working uh, in the US um, in hotels and then coming back to to work in hotels in Switzerland I kind of you know felt that I needed to to see something else and uh, I decided to go and do banking because at that time I I uh, was getting more interested in in financial markets I still had the the whole personal relationship coming from the uh, from from the client side but I felt that I wanted to explore a bit more the the financial markets and so wealth management became uh, became obvious and no pressure for your kids then right <laughs> <laughs> well actually uh, the the oldest one uh, just started EHL also uh, so <laughs> let, let's see in 10 years if she follows the same path so turning to your job today then what's the most important lesson you've learned being a CEO the most important lesson being a, a CEO is really to, you know, to listen to our clients uh, because they experience uh, our services every uh, every day. Um, you know, I like to meet them. They give me good feedbacks always about our investment performance, our communication, 
our uh, insights, uh, our website, our e-access, you know, our credit policy, etc. So I think they give us always, you know, lots of uh, lots of feedback. So um, you know, we have to. I have to to keep on listening to them, and then you know, try to uh, try to uh, improve what we can do uh for them and always try to to become better because the world is not uh, standing still and i think we we're in a good position we can always do things better you just said the world is never standing still um so what's your perspective on the current state of the private banking industry then and the turbulences it has experienced this year particularly in switzerland i think that um it's a question i, I often get from from uh you know, from, from journalists or from, from clients. I think that, um, you know, wealth management has a, a lot of, uh, you know, bright has a bright future because clients will always need, uh, need advice and will, uh, will need uh, help. Um, I think that um, there will be more competition coming from the online uh, platforms, uh, but, you know, the personal relationship and the personal touch will never be replaced by uh you know by, by a, a computer in in my view and so a computer can help you do easy tasks but cannot uh, really help you uh advice on uh on on wealth planning what structuring or complicated uh complicated questions um unfortunately the geopolitical landscape has become more more difficult um which uh is unfortunately uh often a positive for for switzerland because switzerland is a safe uh is a safe heaven and swiss rank in particular is a safe heaven um so i'm uh, relatively optimistic for for wealth management in in switzerland despite you know local challenges that we have seen with with credit suisse and despite um the the difficult geopolitical uh, situation When I joined a bit over two years ago, I was struck for how long many of my new colleagues had already been working at Rothschild. Do you believe that this loyalty is also one of the qualities that sets us apart from our competitors? Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, we've had many, uh, many examples. Uh, in fact, I think uh, in the first quarter next year, we'll have uh, somebody retire here from the bank after... 42 years. Uh, so actually that person started as a, an apprentice uh, in the bank. And I think this is a good example that, uh, you know, you can do a career uh, at, at Rothschild and Co-Bank. Uh, and, you know, the, you know, the, these employees who have given their, their working life to, to us and servicing our clients are a good example uh, of what we are. I think that flexibility, I mean, flexibility, but stability is absolutely key in this uh, industry. And I think it's often overlooked by uh, by other players. I think that clients like stability. Clients like coming to the bank, always seeing the same uh, the same people. Um, you know, from the uh, entrance of the of the building to their client advisor to the you know to the waiters who bring uh, who bring coffee or tea. Uh, I think this is absolutely important. But um, you know, obviously, it goes hand in hand with good performance, uh, good IT systems, uh, and you know, professional advice. Stability, and yet we have experienced significant growth over the past few years. In 2021, we acquired Banque Paris Bertrand and established an office in Madrid, followed by the opening of an office in Israel in 2022. 
so we're growing. <laughs> Could you shed some light on our firm's overarching vision and strategy? Uh, sure. I mean, we, you know, we have three businesses. One is uh, what we call global advisory, which is investment banking, uh, where we advise corporates and 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 governments. Second one is merchant banking, where we invest in. Uh, private companies, uh, either in the equity or, or we lend uh, to private companies. And the third is, is wealth management, uh, where, you know, you and I sit. Um, and um, I think that three businesses uh, work very well hand in hand. And we see that we can really uh, add value to a client when we can help that client with merchant banking, with investment banking, with wealth management, and you know, we I think we we work best when we uh, you know work all the three together. Um, the strategy of the firm was in the past years to really grow wealth management uh, because historically we've been the smallest of the three um, of the three uh, divisions in terms of uh, of profit. Um, I think this year we've uh, reached a, a milestone. We're above 100 billion in in assets. And we uh, bring good diversification uh, to to the group. Um, the strategy is to keep on growing, mostly in Europe, uh, onshore. That's why we opened uh, in uh, in Spain. Uh, we're in present in in Germany, in Italy, uh, in the UK, in France, obviously, in Switzerland. So sky's the limit. Well, we 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 need uh, not to grow too fast uh, as well. So I think the pace of growth is very important. Uh, history has shown many companies that grew too too fast and lost, you know, their culture, lost, uh, didn't really hire the the, the correct type of uh, of people. So we want to have, um, you know, steady growth, profitable growth. We want to keep, uh, you know, um, expanding at a reasonable pace. I mean, you spoke about uh, uh, Spain before, and we sent our people from Switzerland to Spain because I think it's very important to. To bring culture uh, in one place, so I think it's quite important to to grow while keeping the culture. We also made the headlines this year with the announcement of the delisting. Can you provide some insights into the reasons and implications behind this decision? It was a big deal because we had been listed for more than a uh, hundred years, um, but we didn't really need to be uh, to be listed. We didn't really need the market to to help us in providing, uh, you know, financing or, or, or liquidity. Uh, we felt that being private would allow us to focus more on, on the long term um, and. Um, Continue our our profitable uh, profitable growth. Um, I think it also allows uh, us to work uh, together more together because there is also uh, uh, the partners of the of the firm who will have a, a stake in the company. So I hope that it will also um, you know help the collaboration between the senior uh, senior partners of the firm. Um, and as I mentioned before, work work hand in hand. Uh, between different locations and different uh, areas of of the group. Turning to the private law model, um, I know you're an ardent music lover. What do finance and music have in common? What do finance and music have in common? Uh, it, it's a good question. I think it's um, maybe it's a good diversification because when you spend all your, your time uh, you know, working in the financial industry, 
you know, it's a lot of numbers, it's a lot of uh, PowerPoints, uh, it's fairly dry sometimes. Um, and, you know, my first passion was always music. I still, you know, work uh, every day with music in, in the office. I, uh, you know, always have music on when I, when I travel. And I think it's a good uh, it's a good moment for me to to just clear clear my mind uh, and 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 think about other things. Um, I'm love music. I would probably die without without music. And um, that already brings me to the last question, which I ask all guests on this podcast, namely, what advice would you give to your younger self? I would probably give myself the the advice to uh, to be myself, actually. Because I think you know when you're when you're young, you try to uh, to be somebody that you're not. You know, you try to appear, uh, you know, stronger, bigger than you are. Uh, you have complex, and uh, it took me uh, uh, quite a while to to accept um, that I could be myself. And and it's actually easier to be yourself because you don't have to play a to play a game or, or to appear somebody that you're not during a meeting or with colleagues or with clients. Etc. And I find that since I uh, I became more at ease with myself, um, I enjoy my life more, my work more, and it hasn't. Uh, you know, I think that it has not uh, meant that I had less success or that I had less clients. So it's actually been the opposite. And it has worked out worked out well. I think <laughs> so. so. That's so a far. great takeaway. So many thanks, Laurent. Merci beaucoup. And uh, let's see what 2024 has in store for us. It uh, won't get boring, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. Thank you, Laura. If you want to find out more about the topics discussed in this episode, please go on www.rothschildandco.com forward slash insights. Thank you for listening. Please note, this audio content is produced by Rothschild & Co. for information purposes only, and any reliance on the information provided in it is done at your own risk. This content should only be used or reproduced with the express written permission of Rothschild & Co. The podcast is not provided as a solicitation, recommendation or invitation to buy or sell any security, fund or any other banking or investment product. Nothing in this podcast constitutes advice of any sort and no responsibility is accepted in relation to the fairness or accuracy of it. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and you may not recover the amount of your original investment. Past performance should not be taken as a guide to future performance.